If you want to get all your questions answered about online preschool, listen in because today I'm answering your top 30 questions about online preschool. As mothers who need to add money to the family budget, we thought we only had two options. Get a job and put our kids in daycare or start a home daycare. But what if there was a third option, a better way that would allow you to create a consistent income and make a difference in children's lives while still staying home with your kids? I'm Joy Anderson, and this is the Preschool All-Stars Podcast, where I'm going to share exactly how myself and thousands of other moms have created successful preschools so you can do the same. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to Preschool All-Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Joy Anderson, and today we're going to be answering your biggest questions about how to teach online preschool. We are live on Zoom and we're going to be answering all of our audience's amazing questions. So here we go. Uh, first up, Gigi, how many students would you recommend for live preschool all-star or live preschool pals classes. Okay. So live classes depend on your ability to manage kiddos. If you have everybody on mute, you can have as many as you want. You can have up to a hundred in a zoom class for free. If you want to have more than a hundred people in your zoom, then you just pay like, I don't know, maybe 50 bucks or something extra a month to have a large class that month. You can have as many large classes as you need to. Um, but if everybody's on mute, it doesn't matter how many kiddos are on live. You can have as many as you like. However, if you're actually going to be interacting with those kiddos, then that's a different story. So that's more like probably six students, 10 students, 12 students max is my suggestion. Um, Aisha, let's see. Thank you so much for saying you loved um, all of our things before. We said here, are there any concerns from parents about privacy? Oh, good question. So because we usually teach on Zoom, the thing is, is that everybody gets a specific link and it always has that passcode embedded in it. And we also use a waiting room. As you noticed here, you had to enter into a waiting room before we would allow you into this Zoom. And so we don't allow anyone into our preschool Zoom that's live unless we know who they are. So we always tell our preschool parents, please rename your Zoom. Like maybe it's your your maybe it's the dad's account you need to rename that as the child's name before you enter the Zoom. And then that way we see, oh, there's Johnny, there's Susie, let's let them in. This is awesome. Abby, great question. How do you start online preschool? That's a big question with a lot of different factors. Um, the biggest things, I'll give you a couple things really quick. So starting an online preschool, as far as any requirements like licensing, degrees, experience, there is none of that that's required because it's online. There's no governing body that is you know, having any say in what you do online. So no license is needed, no experience is needed, and no degree is needed. That being said, the way that we want you to go through the program is to learn how to teach online preschool, and we help you do that because we still want you to feel confident in your skills and actually know how to teach these kiddos. However, start where you're at, and we can help you along the way. Um, as far as the class times and tuition rates, we usually suggest doing a combination of live classes and pre-recorded. Typically, we suggest 30 minutes for all preschool classes. So a 30-minute preschool pals class, a 30-minute teaching time pre-recorded class um, is a great idea. You can do those two days a week. Typically, for two days a week, we're going to suggest $67 or $97 a month uh, for live classes two days a week. 
And then if you're doing three days a week, we would suggest either $97 or maybe $127 uh, a month for three days. If you're doing five days, you could do anywhere from $147 up to $197 a month um, and any variations. But of course, we want to add value to your program as well. Um, see, we talked about that. And then you always want to add a lot of things into your program. So for instance, somebody was asking, uh, Dinora was asking about the hub. How does the hub work? The hub is our personal software that allows you to actually run your online preschool or local preschool. It runs all of the, the operations of your business. And so it works beautifully with our members area in the hub. It's basically a portal that people can access and be able to watch your videos and be able to um, get your PDFs, your worksheets, your videos, your lessons. Um, they can see your pre-recorded or your um, replays of your live recordings there as well. So that's really nice too. Uh, let's see. How can, can you put, Ashley asked, can you put your own live videos on the hub? You can put the replays on the hub, yes, because the hub does not do live broadcasting like Zoom or Google Meet. That's where we suggest you do your live videos, Zoom or Google Meet. Uh, this is great. I'm glad everybody was loving this. Um, hey, Billy and Bethany, should you teach calendar and weather every live class time? The great thing is, is that we want to engage our students and with whatever's happening in their life right now. So weather is super important because if you think about like where they're at there, that might be something really fun to introduce every single time. It brings in their exterior into like their current situation. Um, and it really is fun to talk about the different areas of the world, right? So for instance, we had Jelly who said one of her students is in the UK. So that's a different time altogether, right? Um, talking about, oh my gosh, it's snowing over here uh, in maybe Idaho, but in Arizona, it's sunny, right? And then you, that just inspires a lot of other questions, which is really fun. Um, calendar is really good. I do like to speak to calendar every single time. And the reason why is because there's so many things that happen and that's every day. So Maybe it's a certain student's birthday. Maybe spring break is coming up. Maybe it was Christmas. Maybe it was Easter. Um, there's so many different holidays and events, you know, uh, that we can speak to. So I personally prefer to do it every time. If you're doing it live, if you're doing pre-recorded, I don't recommend doing anything that is date specific. So this is actually a tip I don't think I've ever taught before, but I film so many videos. And if I talk about date specific things like the certain year or the certain day or month, guess what happens? That video, I can't really reuse it in the future, right? However, if I try to leave it as generic as possible, and we don't do calendar in pre recorded videos, um, if I leave it super generic, I can use that video for the rest of my life <laughs> as an asset. So this is what the great thing is, is the more that you start recording videos, guess what? Every one of those, I want you to view it as an asset. You are literally building a library, a collection of videos that you can at any time, if you are sick one day, if you can't teach preschool, if you need to take a month off because you want to go take maternity leave, right? Like whatever it is, if you get sick, it doesn't matter. If you want to take six months off teaching, you have a library of videos that you could have them start watching. So, and you can still enroll new students with just pre-recorded only. So, and I love how Jelly calls it on demand. That's that's really good because, you know, pre-recorded isn't very sexy, but I love the words on demand. So good job on that. 
Monica, great question. Where can you find info on welcome kits? We talk about what to put in welcome kits inside of our uh, preschool in a box. Okay, so you'll find that there. Also inside of our 30-day challenge in preschool all-stars, we talk about um, what to put in policies and procedures handbooks, the registration forms, what things you might want to ship out. Um, and of course, in preschool all-stars, you have hundreds of women currently teaching online preschool, and they have posted pictures of their welcome kits too, which is really, really fun. Um, this is perfect. Oh, great. Bianca is asking, how do you market online? My Facebook doesn't have anyone who is interested. <gasps> Bianca, I'm going to challenge that. Here's why. Facebook operate, like if we understand Facebook's algorithm, this is really important. So an algorithm means how it shows you content, okay? And I can use my phone in this example. So for instance, let me pull up Facebook really quick. And this is great because now we can just um, do this. Perfect. Okay. This is what we would call our Facebook feed, correct? There you can see it. So if I scroll my Facebook feed, I'm going to see all sorts of things. I'm going to see ads. I'm going to see things from my preschool group. I'm going to see things from my friends and different people that I follow, different things like that. That's your Facebook feed. Facebook is going to show me like 95% of the content on here will be things from my friends and family, people that I, they're my friends on Facebook, right? So if I have a very small group of friends, the things I post on Facebook are going to go to a very small audience, okay? There, it's only like my 50 people. If I have 50 friends, my stuff's only going to go to 50 people, okay? Because normal posts that you guys do, they might get two comments, five comments, 10 comments, a couple share, a couple likes. They never really like blow up, okay? So Facebook's not gonna show them to a bunch of people. Facebook's whole goal, and this is in, true to any social media platform, their whole goal is to keep you what? Post in the comments, to keep you on the platform as long as possible. So if they show you boring stuff, how long do you think you're going to keep scrolling if you continue to see boring stuff over and over and over? Not very long. However, if you start seeing like, ooh, that's interesting. Ooh, what about this and that? And that's engaging and that stopped my scroll. And that's bright and that's colorful and that's shocking and that's controversial and that's interesting and that's emotional and that's educational. And oh, do you see what I'm saying? The more, the stuff that, so now, okay. So that's what happens if your stuff is kind of like, eh, it's kind of there. However, we have to get it beyond your friend and family list, okay? So the way that we do that is we, for the founding family script, we try to blow it up with hundreds of comments, likes, and shares, right? That will jump past your friends and family list. Now, then you will start getting posts. I'm sorry, then other people will start seeing your founding family post that are not on your friend list. Complete random strangers. And that's the beauty of the script is that complete random strangers see your script. The more comments like shares, the further and further and further Facebook will continue to push it out. Do you ever wonder why sometimes you'll see things and it's got like 36,000 uh, comments or 36, you know, 20,000 shares or whatever. I'm trying to find one if I can see one really quick in, in my scrolls. I'm not sure if I can, but okay, right here. Perfect example. This is from, I don't even follow this. This is from Play Party Plan. I don't even follow these people. However, they have hundreds of comments, likes, and shares, especially the shares you see. And so Facebook decided to show it to me because maybe I'd be interested. 
So when Facebook sees that something is super getting a lot of engagement, that means, ooh, if other people liked it and, and engaged on it, then this person might too. So I'm going to show it to them because I want them to stay on the platform. They're just trying to keep you locked in. So the way to play on Facebook is to know what the game is, right? You can win at the game if you know what the game is. The game is how do I keep people on Facebook? That's Facebook's game. So I have to play that way. I have to write posts just as Monique shared that is engaging. It will stop the scroll, okay? There are three E's anytime you guys create social media posts that you need to follow. Three E's, educational, emotional, and what is the third E? Educational, emotional, and I'm going to think about that one for a second. Um, It's educational content. So it teaches you something, okay? It's emotional content. So it either makes me happy or it makes me sad or it makes me angry. Either way, if it stirs up an emotion, I'm likely to engage, right? Or if it was educational, I'm likely to share. I'm going to circle back on that 30. It's blanking me for a second. But the point is, is we need to create content that's going to stop scrolls. So when you say that you're nobody on Facebook's interested, that is true that maybe your friends and family on Facebook maybe aren't interested. That's fine. We don't need them. (laughs) We need the millions and billions of people on Facebook that are strangers, right? So I think that hopefully can help you understand that we just got to play the game correctly. And we have to create content that gets lots of comments, likes, and shares to bust it past your friends and family list. Okie doke. Awesome. Um, I love this. Lori asks, what's the best way to record Zoom, Canva, or phone? It's really what your preference is. Many of us record on Zoom. That's my easiest, fastest. Let me just record a video. However, as Monique shared, she loves to record on Canva because she can add all these really cool um, pop-up graphics and things, right? Phone is super easy too. You know, if you feel super comfortable here, or if you just want to put it there and just because a phone is a great uh, digital, what do you call it? Like um, pixels. It's got a lot of pixels, right? So it's, it'll be really high quality uh, video. Maybe if your webcam isn't okay. Um, iPhone user, <laughs> Hey friend, you asked, how do you market to other countries? The same way that you market to the United States, the exact same way we just discussed. Okay. Oh, this was great. Um, pros and cons for live with Zoom or Google Meet. Lori, for simplicity, I prefer Zoom. Um, some people have been used to Google Meet because they've worked in the district or things. So maybe they're just more familiar with it. I think at the end of the day, it's whatever you're most comfortable with is totally fine. This is a great question, Nikki Cook. Can you read to kids from books online? I've heard that there could be legal issues doing this. Personally, I read all physical books, okay? Because that's a great question. I do not know the legalities of reading online books. I read all physical books. And I always say the author's name, the illustrator's name, and the title of the book. This is perfect. Um, Lori, has anyone ever used a Bitmoji classroom? Awesome. Yes, some of our preschool all-stars have. Go ahead and post in the preschool all-stars and they will share their tips for you. Uh, Lestacia, if a local preschool is in a building, is a license? Oh, that's a light. That's a local question. We're going to stick to online preschool questions right now. Um, as soon as I'm done recording this episode, I can go back to some local questions. Okay, this is perfect. Let's see what else we have. This was so good. So many great questions. Uh, Do the students need a computer or can they use a phone? So the perfect thing is whether you're using Hub or whether you're using a live class on Zoom, a phone is enough. Um, You can do a phone, a tablet, an iPad, 
or a computer for that student. What's the best equipment, asked Cookie. What's the best equipment for online preschool? So we personally suggest get a desktop or laptop computer. I mean, you're running a business, so that's 100% like going to be needed moving forward. Um, however, you can also use a Chromebook. Um, as far as other equipment, you know, sure, you can invest in like big lights or you can invest in just like a small ring light. Those are on Amazon. Just search for ring light. They're not expensive at all, probably 50 bucks or less. You can even get a small one just for a little bit of extra light. You can also just make sure you're recording next to a, uh, a <laughs> I can't think of the word, a window. Um, and so just be sure that the light is in, fr in front of you. Okay. If the light's behind you, then we're going to be in shadow. So as long as the light is in front of you, you should be just fine. Also, if you film like outdoors, great, you know, then you're going to have the best light, honestly, unless of course it's, you know, crazy outside or something. Um, as far as like cameras, I don't recommend that you go buy a separate camera because then you're gonna have to figure out how to connect it to your computer. And honestly, that is just confusing, period. Um, so you can use your webcam. Uh, yeah, your actual webcam on your laptop, or you can go buy a separate webcam if you want to. But most webcams are completely sufficient for that. And again, worst case, you can always use your phone to film your videos. They usually will have a very good camera on your phone. Some people ask about how do you do um, YouTube videos in regards to your own preschool videos. So let me clarify that for a second. Whenever you're on YouTube and other people have put out their content, right? They put out their ABC song or their one, two, three song or their baby shark song. Okay. Um, that is their copyrighted content. You cannot download that video as it is end to end and upload it to YouTube, right? YouTube would flag you. They'd say, that's not okay. That was their video. Anytime that you upload a video to YouTube that has someone else's audio, okay? So if some, if you had even like 30 minutes of a preschool class and 30 seconds was Baby Shark, they would flag your video, okay? Because it's Baby Shark's audio for even 30 seconds, even two seconds. So we cannot do that. We cannot upload it to YouTube in that regard. Um, some people might do it unlisted. And technically you could do that, but that's just a mess. You're dealing with so many links of this YouTube video and that YouTube video. And, and I don't have the link. How do I get the link, you know, person? And anyways, our suggestion is when you record. So sure, you can show other people's YouTube videos in short little clips during your lesson. So, and that's whether it's live or pre-recorded. So let's say I'm doing a lesson. It's like 30 minutes long. I'm doing my book. I'm reading my story. I want to listen to Baby Shark. So I stick the Baby Shark song on and it's even being recorded um, on my screen and they can hear it um, and we're dancing along, etc. And I finish my lesson. Okay. So I download, well, so the video is recorded. So now what do I do with the video? If I can't upload it to YouTube without Baby Shark flagging it, what I would do is I would upload it to the hub, okay? The hub is where you have a members area that all your preschool parents can view every single picture, uh, picture video, workbook, PDF link, um, text, anything in there. The hub is many things, but it also has a members area. And so your parents can access all your videos there. So that's where you would put those videos. You can also put links to other YouTube videos. You're not going to download people's YouTube videos, but you can put their links to other people's YouTube videos that you found helpful. Um, I, I don't want to see anybody just screen recording, you know, somebody's 30 minute lesson on YouTube, screen record it and, and then like 
assume that that's you like that's that's a no-no however if you want to like add a little hey here's a you know one to two minute clip of somebody singing the song or somebody doing an abc blah 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 you know that's totally fine because you're the one that is the teacher of the class and it's like a 30 minute video of you you're teaching everything else you see so a little snippet of somebody else's little youtube class not a problem okay great questions uh let's see here how, how do you teach other people online, like elementary and older students? That goes into different, uh, you know, programs of maybe uh, virtual micro schools, virtual K-12s, virtual private schools, virtual tut tutoring. Those are a little bit different questions that are outside the scope, but the concept is you can literally do it any way you want, right? Y yes, you would go longer than 30 minutes usually. The programs that I've seen that I really enjoy are like, if you're going to do maybe a three-hour session you know, a couple days a week for a micro school or something. I don't want, as a parent, I would not like three hours of direct instruction for my child, right? That's a lot for my kid to sit there for three hours. I might enjoy, you know, having them do 30 minutes of a, a group, you know, okay, let's all get together. We're all doing this. And then sending the kiddos off to do their individual instruction with some online platforms of their curriculum, um, but you're available in the Zoom room at any time if they need to pop in, right? So it's a three-hour session, um, and they can pop in to ask you questions because you're still the teacher, you're still available, but you're not doing direct instruction perhaps, right? Um, and then, you know, at the end of that session, you guys all come back together, okay, tell us what you did, what were you successful at, like all these different things, right? So that's one model that I personally like as a parent and also um, that I like to see. So this is a great question. Oh, and I think we just clarified this. Um, how do you ensure it's only those who registered to watch and attend? We talked about Zoom, how it has a specific link and um, it's a waiting area. So you have to actually let them into your area. Same thing with the members area. Those are password protected for each specific parent. Um, Stephanie, when you send the video the night before, do you go over the lesson you sent during the live on the school day? It's totally up to you. Um, Sometimes it might be like an additional element of that lesson. So, hey, uh, you give your lesson here, but you might go deeper into it on your live. But honestly, they're almost like two different things, right? They could be the same theme, right? But it's not like you have to say, oh, no, you didn't watch last night's pre-recorded video. Oh, no, you're going to miss out on such. They're kind of like two different things, but they kind of all flow because they're a theme, right? This is great. Okay, so um, you said, can you use any platform for your pre-recorded or live videos like StreamYard and other things like that? StreamYard gets a little bit complicated. Um, I personally, we use Google Meet or Zoom. And this is great. Oh, do you need a degree to teach older kiddos online? No, you do not. Because again, online, there are no requirements. Um, hi, Raya. How do you address the need for socialization? Do you host local meetups or incorporate school trips? Would that be allowed with an online preschool? Well, you can do it any way you like. However, I think as you noticed is that students are worldwide at this point. So the chances of a student being in your physical vicinity, highly unlikely. More likely is that they are in states across, right? If not oceans across. Um, so the socialization comes from the live components. Uh, Jelly mentioned having a virtual play date at the end of every month. Other people do live classes during the week. And of course, because we're all on Zoom, they can have their chances to talk to each other. And you can even do breakout rooms too, which is really fun on Zoom. 
Uh, Sonia, what should you cover if you're offering a pre-K refresher course? Um, well, I think go down to the basics, right? Make sure you cover your alphabet, your letters, your numbers, your um, shapes, your counting. Um, in Preschool in a Box, we have all the assessments. So I would just cover all of that assessment data. Let's see here. Do, do, do. Great questions. Okay, my friends, thank you so much for all of your questions about how to teach online preschool. I hope this was super helpful to you. And as always, join us on Preschool All-Stars so we can continue the conversation over there. If you love today's episode, then you are going to love this. I want to give you a free gift in your hands. This is a copy of my book, Start Your Preschool, and I want to get it to you for free. Yes, I said for free. It is a 300-page book. It'll help you learn the step-by-step -step process to actually starting your local or your online preschool. Every single step that I walked myself through, as well as the thousands of women who've created their own successful preschools have gone through the exact steps listed in this book. Not to mention, I also share 20 amazing women's stories. So as you can see how not only did it work for me, but it works for amazing women just like you as well. I want to get you this free copy. Just go to freepreschoolbook.com or click the link in the description and we'll get it to you today. Again, just go to freepreschoolbook.com and we'll get it right to you.